what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 58, volume 4 of the number 47th ranked podcast on the Mesh Network, and they only have 46. Your place to receive worthless information, we are Big Fan. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chad East, and I'm not a big fan of waiting in line at Belk's to return an $8 belt to find out the refund is only worth $0.08. New York Eve's ball drop shows, and last but not least, Cindy Lauper singing True Colors New Year's Eve, trying to sound like she did in the late 80s, but her voice no longer sounds cute and different, but instead smells sounds like a grandmother who smokes two packs a day. Hank, take it from there. My name's Hank Eimer, and I'm a big fan of truly seeing the surprise on someone's face when they open a present that they enjoy. I'm not a big fan of quarantining just because you stood outside with somebody. And then I'm a big fan of putting together New Year's drinks that probably shouldn't be put together. Mm, mm, mm. Where to begin? Where to begin? First of all, Hank, it's so good to see you on January 6th. Is this January 6th? It is the 6th. January 6th. I haven't seen you. um, And we'll talk about this here in a few um, um, since our last time we were together, which was right before the new year. And we had to quarantine right after that uh, last time we saw each other's beautiful faces. Do you recall this event? That's exactly. Yes. So um, a friend of ours, good friend of ours said, you know what? I haven't seen you boys in a while. Why don't you come to my driveway and have a beer together? Let's socially distance, Yes. have a beer together and just get ready for the year to end. So, you know, what do we do? Everybody says, well, heck yeah. And we drive over there and we stand socially distanced. The only probably thing we messed up is we didn't have on masks, right? Right. That's the only problem. We sat there for a little bit, had a beer, you know, hung out for a little bit more. Then we all drove down to another friend's house, stood outside, Outside. didn't have on masks though. And the day after, this quote unquote friend of ours says Randy, that, that he's got. Randy, <laughs> no problem, Hank. Continue. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to. Um, he's our good friend says that he has got a fever the next day. And I'm not talking about the fever, more cowbell. Yes. I'm talking about <laughs> a real fever. So Monday he gets tested, he takes a rapid, and guess what? Positive. Mm. So where's that put us? That puts us in quarantine. And I think I probably did a little bit better than you. I think I was maybe a little bit better than you at it just because I think I had to be. (laughs) Yeah, I understood. Understood. So this quarantine stuff is no joke when it, when you have to do it, I mean, so let, let's, let's, before I talk about my adventure with the quarantine, did, did you take it as serious as you really went to this room you and you stayed there away from your family, didn't go do anything at work, nothing. You just stayed in this little room for however many days. I did not go to work. Yeah. I was in my 
house in the basement. If my kid wanted to go down to the basement, I went to our my guest room. If uh-huh. my went to her room, I went to the kitchen. So I wore a mask, Reagan wore a mask, Harris wore a mask the entire time. Got it. Got it. Well, I wasn't that prudent or efficient when it came to uh, that my quarantine status. However, you know, I did a pretty good job. I did have to do a few things with work, but my work is out of my car. So I was by myself. If somebody needed me to take something, they would leave it outside on the dock. I'd pick it up and I'd deliver it to a client, never go inside, but I would leave it outside for them. So that's the way it went for the first four days. But I got a rapid test, Hank, because we were going out of town for the new year. And I took the rapid test. We were supposed to leave Wednesday night. I took it Wednesday during the day. And this is the craziest thing. I I kid you not. So up until I get in line to take the rapid test, I'm feeling fantastic. You know, got no symptoms. I'm not, no headache, no cough, no sniff, snuffy nose, nothing. But when I pull into in the line and there's eight cars in front of me, all of a sudden, (laughs) I start sneezing. My throat starts hurting. I, I'm not, this is no bull. I even started like sweating. I was like, I think I'm, I think I've got a fever. All of a sudden, all these things start happening to me while I'm in line in my car, you know, and there's other people I'm looking at, they're coughing, they're all masks on. I started making myself believe that I was sick. The mind is a crazy, crazy thing. So anyway, I finally get up to the line and she says, are you, are you having any symptoms? And I said, ma'am, you're not going to believe me. But until 12 minutes ago, I felt perfectly fine. But I said, now I feel, I do not feel very well. So I'm not going to tell you that I don't have any symptoms because I'm, I'm kind of freaking out of here. I'm sweating. I feel like I have a fever. I can't quit coughing. I've sneezed about 13 times while I'm in the line. And she gave me the test and she said, sir, just go sit over there for the next 10, 15 minutes. That 15 minutes felt like about two and a half hours. I consistently start feeling even even worse. And when she walks up, Hank, she walks up to the window. She said, Mr. East. And I said, I know. I know I've got it. She said, you're negative. I do. Five minutes later, I'm driving down the road. I feel perfectly fine. I feel perfectly fine. <laughs> hey, I. you know what? I've heard so many stories about COVID anxiety. Yeah. About you think you have it. You put yourself in quarantine. You end up getting, you know, worked up over it and you know, you got it there. I tell you, there was a couple situations where I knew I had it, you know, where I started feeling a little bit different, but, yeah. um, you, you know, it's so funny how it affects different people. The guy that had it when that, you know, we had minimal contact with, mm-hmm. he barely had any symptoms, felt right. great the whole time. It's hard to believe that some people can have that type of reaction to it. And then you have people that, you know, days, days after they find out they're positive, they're in a hospital and they die. Right. Scary. I mean, it's just amazing to be, but luckily for us, there was probably five guys there. Luckily for us, nobody ended up being positive outside of the gentleman who was the host of the party. And, um, so it was, uh, but you know, the thing it was, it's kind of an eerie reminder of you let your guard down at yeah. all and you've been put in jeopardy. Absolutely. Cause you know, you, I know you have been very judicious in doing the right thing for me, for the most part, I, I probably get around some folks that I don't necessarily need to get around. I need to kind of stay in my little bubble more often, but 
we did, and we let our guard down, and it's not really we let our guard down. We social distance. We did everything you're supposed to do, but we didn't wear our masks for that few, just few hours that we were together. You know, normally we would always have them on, but just for a couple hours, we just lowered our guard just slightly. And fortunately, as you said, everybody's test came back negative. Our friend is feeling fine. I think actually he's out of quarantine now, so he's back to work and life goes on. But uh, yeah, this uh, this virus, you know, it's it's very strange. It's uh, but the good thing is, I know in Hickory, I've spoken with several um, of our friends whose parents are over seventy five, or some that are in the healthcare field, and they've already got their vaccines. And so far, so good. It's moving forward. Everything's uh, progressing as it should. So, but you know what's funny about that? My dad, you know, is eighty five, right? Yeah. He's actually 87. And um, yesterday was the day that he could start calling, right, to make his schedule his appointment. Right. He called 55 times, never was able to get through. It was a busy signal every time. Wow. And they said counties all over, you know, all over the country, but all over the, this part of the state, you know, their phone systems, normally these these health departments aren't fielding hundreds and, you know, hundreds and thousands and thousands of calls. And so they don't have the phone capabilities to keep up with this. And so Gaston counties, they're shut down. There are mm. parts all around Mecklenburg that shut down. And so, you know, it's, it's great to be able to, you know, have the opportunity to have the vaccine, but it's nerve wracking. I know my dad was pretty worked up yesterday about not having the opportunity to even schedule it to be yeah. able to come another level of stress that this dumbass virus is bringing us. Listen to this. I heard a story yesterday in Florida states, they make their own rules on how to distribute and set up the system to, you know, to give out the vaccines for Florida had the bright idea. First come first serve, right? Get in line for, if you're first in line, you get it. Fights started breaking out between like teenagers who were in line in front of like a 65 year old man in front of a, frontline worker in front of a, you know what I'm saying? A teacher. And so like the teacher would say, well, I need to get in front of you teenager. But the teenager would say, well, I'm first in line. Fights breaking out in the middle of the street, hours and hours of backups, you know, car after car after car. So anyway, what a fiasco, but so maybe North Carolina is doing something right in their way of distributing, even though I'm sure the phone systems are equipped to handle all of this. And you know, all of this is this stress that's caused by, being you know stuck inside, being scared for your loved ones, being um, you know forced to to change your life around, and um, I think that that's you know that's where all the stress is is kind of coming to a head. We see it in our election, um, you know, as we speak, we see that um, uh, that U.S. Capitol is being stormed and in lockdown because of um, uh, uh, what's happening in. And uh, the results from Georgia and people going there and, you know, it's, it's all of this frustration and anxiety and uh, change and it's causing people to make just crazy decisions. So, you know, the, hopefully this vaccine will um, kind of get our nation back to the way it should be because, um, you know, it's, it's causing people to, to make some poor decisions and uh, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully uh, there's a light at the end of the tunnel soon. Yes, absolutely. And so the the first uh, episode of Big Fan in 2021 has started out a little heavy, Hank. So I'm going to lighten the mood and bring us back to some maybe good feeling kind of stuff that get us on the right track for 2021. So I want to start. Uh, let's, let's do it, man. So first and foremost, oh, 
So how was your Christmas? We haven't spoken about Christmas. I don't even know what Harris got. I don't re- remember. I know you and Reagan had something going on. Y'all, I, I don't know. Maybe you exchanged some nice poinsettias. I'm not sure. Tell me what you guys did for Christmas, and then I'll tell you kind of how it went down at the East household. We'll keep it brief. So we Christmas Eve, you know, we usually go to church, and then we go. We usually we sometimes eat with my mom, and then we go to church, and then we come home. We do ours in the morning, and then Harry and Gail, my in laws, come over Christmas morning after we've opened ours, like at nine nine thirty. Yeah. Well, obviously, so church was all day. They did small services. I had to, um, I had to be usher for one. We went to a separate one. We didn't do my mom's. Um, we. You know, we went to bed kind of, you know, at a regular time because we weren't at church yeah. until 11. Yeah. Get up the next morning. And, you know, I don't care if you're three or 44, Christmas morning's magical. You know, oh. it's it's excitement. It's energy. It's it's magical. And, um, you know, to come down the hall and yeah, I don't know about you, but it, it, I was telling Harris about this Christmas morning. My parents... Christmas morning used to make us sit on the stairway while they made coffee <laughs> while they made coffee. Right. And then we weren't able to come down till the coffee was ready. So, you know, you're sitting there like 10 minutes, just look, peeking around the corner, trying to oh, see yeah. if you can see the edge of a present. Yes. And just the anticipation is amazing. So we get down there and Harris, you know, has a great Christmas was very appreciative and enjoyed his presence. And well, do you make Harris wait while your coffee is being brewed? Do you make him do the same thing that your parents no. made you? You know no, what's funny? No. My parents did very similar thing. I do the exact same thing to my girls. So they would make us sit on the stairs or stay in the bed, so I, the daddy can go downstairs and check and make sure Santa came. And you know, and that might be three minutes. Sometimes it drags on to thirty minutes. So they're waiting like. Hurry, please let me come down. But it's the exact same way that I remember doing it when I was a little boy. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's because I don't drink coffee. So <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. Or but, Bloody uh, Mary. If, whenever your Bloody Marys were ready, I guess that's what you drink over there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that's that's a logical a logical question in that answer too. Right. But um, it was fun. Ray Ray and I aren't like big gift givers on Christmas. Um, but she worked on something. She had a project going at least six weeks and she sent a picture of us that we took, um, about six, seven months ago in the mountains and she sent it off and they send it back on a canvas and you paint by number. Wow. That's awesome. And so Reagan did it and gave it to us and it was great. It's getting mounted right now. And so it was a, it was a great Christmas present. So we had a good Christmas. How about oh, you? That's fabulous. Yes, it was same kind of deal over here. Um, Christmas Eve, the we normally with my family we stop it after church. Our church service is five to six. We normally stop at the tap room and we have one of those little uh, Christmas ales and we eat a few appetizers. We talk about how the year was, you know, just anticipating the joy of the Christmas uh, day, the next day, and all that stuff. Well, you know, we couldn't do any of that. So what we decided to do is everyone could create their own menu for what we were going to eat on Christmas Day because we normally go to my folks' house and we spend the whole day from like 10 o'clock till 10 p.m. at my folks' house with my sister and my brother and her kids. And we just run around, we throw ball, we do all that fun stuff. Well, that's out. So we had to figure out something to do at our house, you know, 
to take its place. So everybody got to create their own menu and Jennifer and I and the kids, we all went and bought all the food and all the stuff we were going to do. Well, it was a very eclectic kind of a menu, Hank. So Lucy Rose decided she wanted to have a gourmet mac and cheese, you know, a mac and cheese, you know, that was going to be her thing for Christmas day. Olivia, she wanted, she loves dumplings. Like we go to PF Chang's or whatever, these little dumplings that steamed. She wanted to learn how to make them and wanted to make them here and eat them. And we do it just like the restaurant did. So we got all the ingredients, looked it up online, ready for some steamed dumplings. Yay. And then, yeah. And so Jennifer, what did Jennifer want? Anyway, I cannot exactly remember what. Oh, so Jennifer wanted some type of uh, salad and something else, but it kind of morphed into check this out, Hank. So the salad and the chickens or sausages or whatever that she wanted, it kind of morphed and we decided to do fondue. All right. Fondue with six pounds of crab legs. All right. So this is the mixture. We've got crab legs. We've got filet to go in the fondue. We have two different cheese fondues. We have a bouillon base for the meat. We have broccoli and carrots and all this stuff to dip into the cheese. Then we have a chocolate fondue that had, we have like cookies to put in the chocolate fondue, marshmallows, graham crackers, peanut butter things, all kinds of stuff. So if you can imagine, we've got a lot of stuff to get going on Christmas Day. We got to start cooking at about 10. The cooking went from about 10 a.m., Basically till 10 p.m. We are doing stuff, fondueing and making crab legs. And then we bake the sausages and put the mac and cheese in, eat the salads. I'm telling you, it was quite the adventure. And it was actually a lot of fun. These dang little steamed dumplings Livia did, I put them up against P.F. Chang's all day long. They were fantastic. So, uh, oh, it was a blast. We just ate a lot, you know, watched a little, some cool movies. Speaking of movie, there's a movie called Soul that came out on Disney. Have you heard about this yet? Has Harris told you about it? No, is it a cartoon? I th- yeah, I yeah. think I have something about this. It's animated, and the guy, the it's the people that did. It's not Pixar. I can't remember the name of the the group that put it together. But uh, Inside Out, did you all see that one? Inside Out. No, we, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's the people that did that one. They made this movie called Soul. It's about a musician. He finally gets his big chance at this gig, and then he passes away. He falls into this hole, and he dies, and he's in between heaven and earth and he's trying to get back to earth so he can live his one fantasy which has become this jazz uh he's a drummer i believe a jazz drummer and anyway it's a it's a long story it's a great movie though the kids dug it so that's what we did on christmas day fondue and watched a couple movies then trance let's move forward to new year's eve now hank we're talking about new year's eve how did it go for the imer family new year's eve you stay in town or go somewhere still in quarantine oh yes Correct. Should have still see. I did not take a test. <laughs> Unlike you, yeah. I did. I did what the CDC recommended, right? So what do they know? For, what do they know? The CTE, which my national Chad Thomas East knows more than CDC. All right, go ahead. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to make you feel bad about your quarantine. I just did it. You know, we've talked about it. Reagan's health history yes. is extensive. If something would have happened, you know, we want to be careful that. Uh, she's protected more, you know, that's more important. Like, I, do we, do I think I could get through it? Do I think you could get through it? Hopefully, you know, but somebody that's compromised like her would have less a shot. So we want to make sure that we do everything possible. So the CDC said, you don't take a rapid test. You take a PCR test right. five days after. on Thursday. I took a PCR test and was prepared to sit in that house with my mask on 
until Sunday or Monday, I guess. So I got my results back. The thing that I heard though is the place beside Walmart on 321, they use LabCorp, which is close here, yes. right? And that's the company that does it. I got my results. I did it at 10 a.m. on Thursday. And I got my results at 2 p.m. on Friday. So oh, wow. over 24 hours. And once I got that negative test, I felt liberated, mm-hmm. liberated, right? And uh, we immediately removed our masks, hugged, you know, hugged and said, hey, we're out of yeah. quarantine. And yeah. um, decided to go up to the mountains and see my brother and sister-in-law um, up there and spend um, New Year's. We actually spent New Year's Day with them. Um, so it was a lot of fun. But uh, the New Year's Eve uh, was kind of quiet. We counted the ball down at our house with me, Ray and Harris. Um, but, you know, didn't mean that we didn't I didn't uh, have a good time. So how about you? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about my New Year's Eve here in a second, but I want you to be honest. We're always honest with our audience, right, Hank? We're always sure. honest. Yes, so sure. let's, 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 let's be completely honest with our audience. During your quarantine, there are probably about 15 to 20 football games going on, yes. I think the uh, college bowl game games were in full force, right? I think we had maybe some NFL games going on throughout your quarantine. Uh, definitely some good hoops. College basketball was going on to get full tilt as well. So while you sit alone in your room, the television is on, I would guess, right? Probably. I watched a ton of games. So you watched a ton of games. So you are there by yourself. But, and you probably maybe have a beverage or two with you as well. So it's not the worst thing in the world, those couple days of quarantine. Because you no, probably got your sports fix on. Yes. Listen, if you, if you, the good thing too was, is doing it in between Christmas and New Year's, I didn't have real work problems. Right. I right. mean, so, so you couldn't have asked to have done it at a better time. I would have rather been vacationing sure. than sitting quarantining, but the, the workload was kind of off your shoulders. If you were feeling bad, then you'd probably have some, you know, you would, it wouldn't be as much fun. I think that, you know, some people that are quarantining and they're not feeling good, that's, that's one thing. Yep. But if you're quarantining and you don't feel bad and you had a minimal contact and you think that you're probably going to be okay, quarantine isn't bad. <laughs> that's right. I mean, you, you get to relax. I did a ton of stuff in my house, like organized a bunch of stuff in rooms that I'd not been in in a while. So, you know, I got to watch plenty of stuff. I got to watch plenty of shows. Um, got you know, played a little Xbox, maybe had a beer too. Yes, and, yes. you know, wasn't terrible. Yeah. My quarantine too. I cleaned my closet, which, dude, my closet, I get one room in the house. Like, there's a bunch of closets all throughout this house, but I live with three women, you know, two girls and my wife. And so all of my stuff gets, I have to fit it in this one little closet. So you can imagine that how much stuff I've got crammed in here. I was cleaning it out during my quarantine. I found jerseys from my sophomore year in high school. I found this T-shirt that, I mean, it was crammed in the corner. I don't know why I've been holding it, but it from my freshman year in college when I pledged, one of my fraternity brothers or my, I don't know, maybe my big brother signed it and he wrote. Anyway, I was just going back through the, you know, through the memory banks of all these collectibles I've been collecting for who knows what reason. But uh, I got it all cleaned out. Three trips to the Goodwill during my quarantine that I would get, you know, all my stuff on and I would just drop it off at the Goodwill. So, yeah, a lot of uh, productivity occurred during my quarantine as well, Hank. Got a lot of stuff done. Yeah. Got to love that. Yep. Good work. So thank you very much. So uh, let's go to New Year's. We went to the beach. So I took my rapid test Wednesday. 
everything was good. So we jump in the car. Boom, we're down at the beach. Oh, uh, this is interesting. So there's nothing. To, everything's closed at the beach. You got a couple grocery stores open, restaurants can't really eat in there. You got to take out or whatever. So it was the most laid back New Year's Eve, you know, a holiday I could ever remember. Um, not much partaking in alcoholic beverages at all. It was a lot of outside when the weather was nice, throwing the football, kicking the soccer ball, riding bikes on the beach. There was nobody at the beach. It was like a ghost town, which was fantastic. Um, This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. It's the best I have felt on New Year's Day since I was 15 years old, friend. Woke up just ready to go. Bring it on, 2021. I'm not hungover. I am not tired. I am ready to go. And that's how I felt. And the girls, we all just had an absolute blast. Did a little shoppy shop uh, down there, a couple of little surf stores and stuff. So, man, it was it was wonderful. Wonderful, I tell you. Now, do you guys partake in a special meal? You know, I, do you guys do the pork, the, Tip, the yep. cabbage, the, yes. uh, the greens, the cornbread? Do you guys do all that? Normally, Jennifer is a stickler for making that happen. But we were just so laid back and we were not do. Oh, actually, that's Saturday. I think New Year's Day was Saturday. No, Friday. Yep. Whatever day it was. What day Friday. was it? Friday. Yes. And so. Friday. It poured down rain on us, and so we popped in the car, went to Myrtle Beach with our mask on, and we just went to a couple little shops. We went to we went to Broadway. We didn't go in it. We just wanted to drive around and let them see. Have you seen that upside down how a uh, hotel or whatever at Broadway at the beach? Have you seen that yes. thing? Dude, that thing yes. is so funky. What is inside there? You know, I, I, I've never been there. I have no idea. I think we we did a little research online. It's some type of museum. It's called w- Weird Wonders or something. But yeah, I mean, it's just so cool. And so we just drove around and you know ate ice cream and all that fun stuff. But I'm telling you, I came back from the beach just raring to go, buddy. I'm in. Uh, I'm running at 108 percent right now, buddy. I'm full of fire. 108 percent of chatties. That's a whole bunch, buddy. Whole bunch. Okay. Well, okay. Well, let's see that we're going transitioning from uh, feeling good after not feeling right for 39 years. Um, (laughs) You know, normally what comes with the first day of January comes, um, you know, New Year's resolutions. Yes. And one of the things that I want to ask you is, did you make any this year? What are they? And how long do we think we're going to be able to partake in them? I make some internal resolutions with myself that I kind of keep to myself that I did make a couple. One that I'll say out loud is because after the quarantine and cleaning my closet, I was looking at myself in the mirror like, how could a grown man let his closet ever look like this? How can a grown man feel proud that his closet has items in it that he hasn't seen in 28 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, how can you get be that disorganized? So I told myself it will never, you're never going to be this out of control again with just throwing, you know, just, I felt like a hoarder. I'm going through this closet, Hank, and I felt like a hoarder. I was like, I would never let myself feel like this way again because I felt bad 
uh, looking in there and saying, oh my God, you're, you're disgusting. So anyway, no more um, closet throwing stuff. And I'm just going to try to be more organized. That would be resolution number one for me. How about you, buddy? Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, the first one that I always do every year is dry you wary. And I know you don't want to hear about this. I don't even but, know what that uh, means. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> during the month of December, it is just an, just an onslaught of bad food, bad nights, bad levels of uh, bad stuff in your system. So, you know, January is a time to get the battery levels back. You know, you're at 108. When I come off of December, I'm like at a, a, a 19 so <laughs> yeah. battery. And so um, that's, that's not really a resolution. That's just a solution for the month. Okay. Um, so I always do that in January just to get my life back in order. Um, I think the same, like you, I've got a lot of internal ones that are, uh, you know, uh, you know, you keep them to yourself and you try to yeah. figure out, okay, this is um, something that I'm going to work out or whatever. But I think number one is I think you should try. And I told Harris is, is you should try to do something fun every day, huh. like at, 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 in the evening. So Harris last night and I and Reagan, we took um, wiffle golf balls and we we're in our basement and we sat there for probably 45 minutes and tried to chip across the room, you know, to try to hit this object. Yeah. And it turned from, hey, let's have a friendly match to let's have a very competitive match <laughs> to let's see if we can hit these balls as hard as we can and not break away. Yeah. So, and, you know, it's just little stupid stuff like that because you get in those routines. If you come home, you do your homework, you you say hello to everybody when you walk in the door, you eat dinner, you get showered, you go to bed, and it kind of routines. And there should be like, I was like, man, we got to do something fun every day. So let's try to do something fun. I love that, man. I might try that one here. That's a great idea, Hank. Very good. Very good. What other ones do you have? Um, you know, I, I think uh, I, I made a resolution for my dog. I'm going to try to walk her every day because I don't get to walk her every day. And that's the only family member that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm laying down, my legs are hurting. And I look over at her and I'm like, dang, she's been neglected today. So I just, <laughs> Right, right. Yes, can't forget about the the old doggy. They're a very important member of the family, as is ours as well. Um, you know, when when we got back from New Year's, this isn't anything about a, a resolution, but you know, I try to practice this thing, and I tell my family, and I tell my friends this all the time. You know, if you are kind, you end up getting that kindness back at you tenfold, right? Like, so if you just kind of live a life of kindness, you know, you're, you're going to be outgoing and friendly to almost everyone you see. I'm, sometimes there's going to be a prick. and uh, But still, you try to kill them with a little kindness because in the end, it will come back to you. So as I For mentioned, sure. in, yeah, as I mentioned in our, our intro here, so I, I had some returns I had to make, I had to take some stuff that my mom purchased for my girls back to Belk. And then I had a couple things I needed to return. So well, go. I pull into the the parking lot, and you know, parking lot's not that busy. I don't know if you've been to a mall lately, Hank, but malls are struggling. I read this article in the USA Today on Tuesday. Malls uh, traffic is that because a lot of it has to do with COVID, but fifty uh, percent and sales at some of these malls are down seventy five percent. And so you go to some of these malls, they might it might be half empty. You know, a lot of the tenants they pulled out. 
you know, like uh, Sears is bankrupt. J.C. Penney filed for bankruptcy. J. Cruz now in bankruptcy. I mean, you name it, a store, a retail store, they've struggled this year. And so if they had a mall presence, they may have pulled out. So anyway, I go to the mall, not too many people in the parking lot. But when I walk in and look, it says returns, go this way, returns. So it's guiding you. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God, look at this. Look at this line. This is crazy. It's probably 23 people deep. But I was like, you know what? I'm here. It's lunch. I don't have much going on this January 3rd or whatever day it was. So I said, I'll sit in the line. So I'm in the line. It starts moving. It's going pretty fast. I've been in it for about 15 minutes. And this lady who doesn't have a, and this doesn't matter, but it might make a little bit more sense to the story. Everybody's got masks on. Everybody's, you know, everybody's masked up to make you feel as safe as you can while you're in this line and return some stuff. But this lady doesn't have a mask on. And I'm the, you know, at this time of in line, I'm like the last person in line. And so she comes up to me and she like gets kind of really close to me and she's just staring at me. And so I'm looking at her. I'm like, hey, trying to be kind. Hey, happy new year to you. And then she, you know, we're social distance. So you're six feet apart from the person in line front in front of you. Right. So six feet, six feet or whatever. Like they have X's all over the floor. And so she's right up in my stuff. Hey, happy new year. You know, can I help you? And then she just gets right in front of me in line, right in front of me. And I'm like, and I'd say she's probably in her 60s, no mask on. She's staring at me and not like looking at me in the eye that just gets right in front of me, right? So I said- uh, And you're with your girls. You're with your girls. No, 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 I'm solo. I'm solo. This is just okay. me. Yeah. So I said, ma'am, excuse me, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in line here. Um, did you want, if you wanted to get in the line, you know, you get right behind me. I, as kind as possible. And she's, again, she, not that it's a big deal. She doesn't have a mask on, but she is getting like, Right up in my grill. Um, still not saying a word, Hank. She's not saying anything. Just looking at me in the eye like I wasn't even there. Like, this is her spot. Well, the kind lady in front of me said, ma'am, this gentleman's been here for the last 10, 15 minutes. The line starts behind him because I'm not going to say anything to this grant, this 65-year-old lady, except you need, you know, I'll be as polite as possible, but I'm steaming. I'm angry. And so she kind of diffused the the situation. She's like, ma'am, you need to, you know, get behind him. He was here before you. So she turned around. Again, she doesn't say a word. And then she just picks up her bag and she just walks off into the distance and just leaves. I don't know if she was trying to start trouble. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, staying with my New Year's resolution and my life's mantra, you be kind to everybody. They're going to you're going to run into a couple of jerks. But in the end, if you kind of keep your cool. This lady, you know, she she kind of followed the same mantra I did. Let's be kind. Let's don't make a big scene. Because I've heard, you know, just like we were talking about Florida, in these lines, people are stressed out. They're frustrated. Who knows what the hell can happen? Somebody can just punch you or pull out a, a gun. Who knows? So it's best to be cool and kind. And normally everything will work itself out. But yeah, I get into the front of the line finally after, you know, we've been in there 25 minutes. I bring up all my exchanges and Ding, ding, return, return. Here's credit. Here's credit. So my mom bought the girls some nice shirts or whatever. And so by the time the refund came, the lady behind the desk was like, uh, sir, you know, this shirt your mother purchased for $15, $25. It's like a little uh, gym shirt for the girls. She said, you know, if you want a refund, you'll get exactly one nickel back per shirt. I said, so she bought it eight days ago on sale for 15 bucks. And now I'm bringing it back and you're going to give me one nickel back. I was like, I would rather wipe my butt 
with this thing and throw it away than you give me a nickel. And she was like, I know, I don't blame you. It's ridiculous. But when I scan it, that's what it says. I'm supposed to refund you. I was like, just give me those three shirts back or whatever that were worth a nickel. And she said, if your mom bought them here and she has a Belks card, though, she can return them and get the full refund. So anyway, these refund lines, good Lord. But, you know, wow. I did what I had to get the stuff, other stuff back. They gave me full credit. So anyway, it, it worked out well. But a nickel? Come on. That's ridiculous. What That's a ridiculous. joke. You know, what a joke. This, you know what the funny thing is? And you're talking about the line and you're talking about, you know, the biggest thing is communicating. Like, and I'm not going to get deep on this, but, you know, people are so scared. Like, I, I try to return something. This is where it came from. So I ordered a shirt for Harris and I ordered a shirt for myself from the same company. It's this little company that I saw on Instagram. It's a, it's a, it's started by a couple of buddies and it's a baseball shirt design, right? It's a really cool, it has this guy like hitting, like it's a shadow of him hitting a bomb. And so I got one for him and then I got me another shirt. He was wearing a youth extra large. I was wearing a adult extra large and they sent me two adult extra larges. So I emailed the guy back and I was like, hey, this is what happened. He was like, man, I'm so sorry. We messed up. Um, keep that shirt. I'll send you another one. I said, all right. That's yeah. three, th- and I did this early in November. Yeah. Three weeks go by. I emailed him again. I was like, hadn't seen the shirt. Just want to make sure you're still good. He was like, man, I'm glad you emailed me because I didn't send it out accidentally. I completely forgot because we we're really busy. And I'm sending it out today. Promise. I was like, you know, I didn't care. I mean, yeah. he's being transparent. That's cool. Yeah. So a week after that goes by or a week and a half, two weeks after that goes by, I email him crickets. Mm. Another week goes by crickets. We get a week out, out of Christmas. And I was like, Hey, just want to know if it's going to be sent or not. You know, should I expect it? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Yesterday I emailed this, this, the company and the, the representative. And I was like, you know, I don't care if you don't have it in inventory. I don't care if it wouldn't be here till February. I don't, all I want to be, have is a response. Just tell me, tell just me, tell something. me that you the shirt. Just tell me that I got two shirts and you're not sending me a third one. Just tell me. And it's so funny how people are scared to make a response yes. when they should. Dude, I had this exact conversation with Olivia yesterday. You know, sometimes it's tough to give bad news to somebody. It is awful, but you, you, that's what you have to do. And maybe you, you think the worst, oh, I got to tell somebody they're not going to get this shirt. Oh, I can't do it. It's going, oh, it's going to be terrible. But most, nine out of 10 times, people will understand. Just, they just want the truth. They just want an honest answer for to their question. And so don't be scared to give bad news if it's bad news. Hey, man, everything is not perfect. But people will understand. But you got to let them know. You can't leave them hanging. You know, so anyway, what happened with the shirt? Any feedback at all? No, no, they, uh, they've yet to they've yet to respond to me. So geez. I, you know, I'm not a complain kind of guy. Like I don't like to complain. I won't do it. But you know, I, I don't understand how your job, my job, customer service is the most important thing. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make a printing error. You know, yep. we're going to make mistakes. We're going to have something go wrong, but we're going to own up to it. And so, you know. The, the real question is, is do I, you know, do I let it go and then kind of get off with, you know, just sticking their head in the sand or do I, 
I continue to be the squeaky wheel and just, because at this point I'm not really concerned about the shirt. Yeah. I'm I, I, at this point, I'm, you know, just respond to me, just give me an answer of what it is. So I don't know what I'm going to do, but, uh, it looks like, uh, you know, it, it, when you were talking about the return, I was just saying to myself, man, you know, it's just, it's just a crappy process. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what I would do, Hank, if you w- want to take any advice from me, you know, I wouldn't just be the squeaky wheel. I would, maybe send an email, which you probably already have. And I would make another phone call and say, look, say exactly what you said. Look, man, all you got to do is tell me something. Just give me some type of feedback. You know, here's the situation. I ordered the shirt back in November. You told me two or three times that it's on its way. It's on its way. And now nothing. I think I deserve an answer. Where is this thing? And just, you know, leave it like that and see, see what happens. Maybe now that the holidays are over, maybe they've got time to respond to you, which they should have done a long time ago, but you know, maybe they'll get back to you. And who knows? Maybe they'll give you five shirts. Who knows? It's worth the sending. No. Well, you know, the thing you always think about is you never know what anybody else is going through with COVID right. and everything else. The company could have gone over this. You know, they could have been affected. So you just want to try to give the benefit of the doubt. Um, but when you were talking about returns, I just thought it was an interesting, you know, part of our um, the human nature to either, you know, there's individuals that would be able to, to stick this on or, or do you, do you have an alien coming through your house? What was Did that? you hear that? Holy, yeah, what, what is that, that girls? Oh, there are people run. Is something going on? There are people running. There's a huge jet or something flying over us right now. What is that? Andrew just ran out of his house to his car. Andrew, he is our neighbor who is a firefighter. He just left his house and immediately ran to his car. Look, he's coming. Here he goes. That's crazy. Well, I heard it. I heard it from here. So you know, Did you hear the jet on the. Did you hear that, Hank? Yeah, I did. Go out there and see what's going on, real quick. I did. You know what that is? What? That's uh, probably UFO, and they're coming to get you, Chad. <laughs> wow, that's very I'm weird. Scared. Oh, you're okay, baby. I'll be out there in one second. Uh, anyway, I'm sure everything is cool. Anyway, it's just a big jet keeps whoo, just flying over our head. And he's very, very strange. Um, Hank, I'm going to leave you with this, and I'm going to go check out what's going on out here. My neighbor's by his car. Uh, I think everything is cool. You can't see it. Yeah, I think everything's cool. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, that was pretty exciting, though, wasn't it? Whoa. Wow. Very exciting. Come on in. Okay, very good. Um, That's what Hank, happens when you're, on, when you're live. Yeah, man, my heart is really beating. It was just weird to hear that jet go over and then see my neighbor like run in a sprint to his car. So wild. But he's giving me the thumbs up that everything's cool. So, um, all right, Hank, one of the saddest days of the year is when you have to take the Christmas decorations down and get everything cleaned up. And, you know, you're start, you, you, here we go. Christmas is over. We're New Year's over. We're, we're starting fresh. It's a new year. We did that. Normally, we do ours after New Year's uh, Day, normally like the third or fourth. We were a little bit late, took it down last night. What is the latest that you can keep Christmas decorations up without being that one guy in the neighborhood that everybody's like, good Lord, it's February 24th and you still got your snowman and Santa Claus hanging on the roof. What is the latest you can keep them up without feeling like a moron? Now, I, I know we've had some sort of, uh, we've talked about a little about this before a couple years ago, maybe, but I am, I am a huge believer in taking it down ASAP. I do not like, I, I like my, my house free of it, 
I love it while it's there, but I like my house free of it when we can. So I would say that for the normal person, whatever the the week after New Year's, it's got to come down. Okay. So the week after New Year's, if like, so New Year's this year, New Year's Day was on Friday. By the next Friday, it should be down. Yes, I agree. And I, another thing I'll throw in there, our, our truck, our, our, the, the sanitation department at the city of Hickory comes by our house on Wednesday. So you got to kind of get, so Friday would be the, the last possible day, but get it there. But the day before the garbage trucks come so they can take it. Cause if you miss that window, you're going to have a Christmas tree or two sitting out in your front yard for another week. Do you feel me? And who wants to see a Christmas tree? Oh. I mean, I mean, I don't know if Addison Fox listens to this podcast anymore, but Addison had three mattresses. Mattresses, Hank. I live in a nice neighborhood. He's got mattresses laying in the middle of his yard that sat there for several weeks, then throw a couple Christmas trees on top of it. My Lord, we're taking – actually, we, we took a petition to get him just kicked out of this neighborhood. He's bringing our value of our homes down. But, uh, yeah, you can't have Christmas trees hanging out for more than a day. Get them out of here. Put them, put them by the road the day before. Let the garbage guys take them away for you. I will tell you, I will tell you a couple years ago, my, my garbage gets picked up on Thursday. It was – Wednesday was Christmas Day. Yeah. Our tree was outside – Wednesday night, and I had calls from five neighbors saying <laughs> I was ridiculous for doing such. Things. Oh, you mean having it so early, getting it done so early? Oh, I had I had my Christmas tree at the at the street on Christmas Day. <laughs> he sounded like my dad. Yeah, he was famous. As soon as we get our gifts open, which we be get up at five thirty in the morning, when we were little. By like nine a.m., that tree was out on Christmas Day, out at the front of our house. I mean, he would it would waste no time. As soon as presents are open, boom, trees down, gone. Let's get on with life. So funny. What a I love Tom. That's why what I like Tom. A, what a Scrooge. Oh, my friend. Well, anything else cracking? Like, uh, I know this next couple of weeks, we got NFL playoffs getting ready to kick. Heisman Trophy was was just awarded yesterday to the first wide receiver in 20, since 91, actually. So that's interesting. Uh, you know, you we're watching all the bowl games uh, without any fans, which has been odd. But anything else crazy sports-wise going on with you? Well, you know, watching like I watched um, just for instance, I watched Carolina play last night, which they played awful. God, that's bad. Um, they looked horrible. But just you know, getting into like the rhythm of the game without fans is just hard to do. Yeah, it lacks energy. You know, like you watch it on TV and you can almost it just doesn't even seem right. I give it to. I mean, I, I appreciate them. Playing, you know, I mean, I thank God they're playing and giving something to watch because I'd go crazy if we didn't have sports right now. But, you know, you, it, you know, it just lacks a little bit of energy. You know, I read today that they are going to have March Madness. They're going to have the entire tournament in the state of Indiana. And I don't know if that means they're going to have I don't know how exactly they're going to work it. But the Hoosier State to host entire NCAA tournament. This is from the USA Today yesterday. And so they're going to you know how normally there's places all over the country the sites, right, for the March Madness. Well, now they're just going to have it in one state, kind of try to contain a bubble, if you will, for these college kids. Once you get in there, you know, you're not leaving the state. You're staying here at these particular venues all across the uh, the, the Hoosier state, if you will. So it'll be – and I hope they pull it off. I hope it works because last year with no March Madness, oh, I still have a hole in my heart 
for not being able to have it because March Madness is my favorite kind of like three weeks of the entire year. It's so great. And without it, it was a struggle, but hopefully they'll figure out a way to make it happen this year. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. So what's up for this weekend? Anything exciting? No, you know, we've got no sports. We got no agenda. We, um, we're, you know, I guess we're getting ready for some snow. You know, we should find some snow on Friday. They said, you know, it could be four inches, which, you know, it might be 0. 0.4 of an inch or it could be these meteorologists don't know jack yeah. and so i guess we're going to anticipate snow on friday and um mess around here we're thinking about going skiing one of those days this nice. weekend so nice. who knows we might 90 percent chance of snow i mean uh, that is music to a lot of people's ears here in our little town of hickory it's like a snow day is you know you were talking about christmas eve being so magical which it is a snow day is pretty magical too you know you wake up and you look outside and you go immediately back to feeling like a kid again like oh my god there's snow out there so anyway we the girls got sleds for christmas too so we are ready we are ready to check these bad boys out these sleds are kind of cool they're like fake snowboards that have this thing that you like this uh i don't even know what you call it something you hold on to and you can do these tricks and we have this cool little hill outside so it's not a real full-size snowboard it's smaller you know that you can sit on or you can stand up and sled on it you know what i'm saying sweet yeah yeah harris actually has one the size of a skateboard yeah that's exactly what this is yes yes the same thing same thing so uh be anxious to go out there and hopefully not tear another acl but you know we'll do our best have you tried it before that little skateboard. I have, I have and on the right, on the right snow, it's awesome. Yeah. But um, you know, you get on some ice, better watch out. Uh oh, trouble, trouble. Well, anyway, buddy, I will look forward to talking with you soon. And our next big fan, and hopefully before then, uh, we'll, we'll get together and, and mess around. I'm sure. And if you don't go skiing, uh, maybe we'll see each other on one of these fantastic uh, s- uh, sled hills that we have here in beautiful Hickory, North Carolina. I'm sure we might run into each other. I'm looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Until then, man, be safe. To our listeners of Big Fan, you guys be safe too. And let's say a little prayer for our country. We're going through some a, a hard time right now, but I know we'll get through it. And in the end, we will find that light at the end of the tunnel and everything is going to be okay. So uh, until the next time, Hank, and to uh, everyone enjoy their the beginning of their 2021, and we'll look forward to talking with you soon. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.